We have a Marty party in Calgary for two more years. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Martin Pospisil signed an unexpected contract extension this evening, which we will dive into today. Of course, we are going to talk about the absolute uh, beating they laid on the Boston Bruins as well, and how that was easily their best performance of the season. And three players to watch as we continue this road trip through the East Coast, but Make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. That way you never miss an episode. Mon- We're here for you Monday through Friday, five days a week, your team every day. So out of the blue, it was announced that Martin Pospisil signed a two-year, uh, $1 million contract. And that's great. <laughs> I don't think really anyone saw that coming. I hadn't seen any rumblings or uh, gotten any insight on it. So good to see. He uh, was was an RFA at the end of the season and he was arbitration eligible, which is so awkward. If you don't know what arbitration is, basically you come to a panel of arbitrators, a neutral party, and with your case of why you should make this much money, and your team brings their case of why you should make less. (laughs) It is incredibly awkward, and Jeremy Swayman actually talked about how uncomfortable it was and how it kind of did a little damage to his relationship with the Bruins organization because these people are putting you in the same category as players who they don't see as worth it. They don't see you for the player that you are and what you bring to the table, but rather, okay, you fit into this quadrant of this analytical chart, so we're going to compare you to the same guy that's only making you know, half of what he's asking for or whatnot. It's just really uh, good that they avoided that because I never like arbitration. But Craig Conroy is so smart and avoided all of that. And he had to say the following. We have seen tremendous growth and maturity in Martin's game since we drafted him in 2018. Martin has become a part, a big part of our team, and we are excited to have him under contract for the next two years. That is very good to hear. I mean, he, Martin Pospisil was not projected to play in the NHL this year, especially as an NHL regular. He was 
still working his way back from a, a concussion that he endured last season, and that was concussion number five. And, you know, kind of at a crossroads when it comes to things like that, because is it worth playing with a tinted visor and risking further damage? Or are you okay with what you're, you know, hanging up because you don't feel comfortable taking that risk? And uh, Pospisil took that leap of faith and so far it's paid off for him. He has 11 points in 34 games. He is playing on arguably the Flames' best line with Kadri and Connor Zari. They have played such a great game. They are uh, very complimentary of each other, and I love it. I really... We're going to talk mo about it more in a little bit here, but he knocks Brad Marchand down and, you know, kind of throws his body around a little bit and gets a little physical. And then a contract extension gets signed. Like, I don't know. It's it's just funny. It's ironic. Like, I'm sure this has been in the works for a bit, but good for Marty. He deserves it. Like I said, no one saw this kid playing in the NHL this season. He has risen to the occasion on multiple times and has shown just how much he's grown. Even if you watch some of his uh, highlights from when he he first came up, it's really evident that he has grown into this role. And I am worried about his concussion history. And not in a, oh, this is going to age so poorly for the Flames kind of way, but you know, 25, he's barely 25 years old and he has had six documented concussions and I, that's, that's scary for anyone. I, I just, I do worry about what, um, the future may hold and I obviously hope he stays healthy. That's all you can ask for. And I am also very excited to see how he continues to grow. What does this role, like, what does he blossom into? <laughs> I saw someone say, wow, what great depth. Brad Tree Living used to sign 38-year-old refrigerators with that money. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and someone responded to that with, like, yeah, we wouldn't, uh, Pospisil wouldn't be playing in the NHL right now because, Tree Living would have locked up Ryan Reeves. And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. So good for Craig Conroy. It's a win all around, low risk, high reward sort of deal here. And it's great to see that he believes in himself and the team feels the same exact way. I really hope that we do get to see more from him. And hopefully this is just the start of a great long NHL career because the kid deserves it. He's worked hard and uh, it'll be nice to hopefully see him back in New Jersey tomorrow night Yeah, uh, because, you know, he did get five in a game after uh, making not so legal contact with Brad Marchand.
coming up next, we are going to talk all about that game and how that was easily the Flames' best performance in the last year. Before we do that, we are going to take a quick break, and I'm going to talk to you about my favorite place to bet. Happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So in between grabbing those little cocktail weenies, make sure you open your FanDuel app so you can end the season with a win or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're getting your podcasts, and of course, on YouTube as well. I can only imagine that we are just at the start of some good news for the Flames, whether this is more trades or potential uh, extensions. You never know with this team. They certainly keep us on our toes, which is why we need to talk about last night because that performance against one of the best, technically the best team in the NHL going into last night was phenomenal. That came out of nowhere. You think that it's your first day back, first game back after nine days off, you traveled across the continent, you know, you're, you wish you were... (laughs) back in warm Cabo or wherever you were. And no, you rose to the occasion in such a, I I don't even know. It was just a fantastic performance all around. It was a big night and you had stellar performances at both ends of the ice. My only issue was, of course, the amount of penalties taken and the avoidable penalties that they could have, you know, done without. But let's let's start with the good news. Andre Kuzmenko scores his first as a flame. And not only that, but it's a power play goal. The power play has been resurrected and immediately people are saying, was Elias and home the problem? And then he goes and scores two, two power play goals for the Canucks and it wasn't his fault. But There was just adrenaline injected into this lineup, and it was so weird to see. I didn't recognize either team on the ice. It was like they did a freaky Friday and swapped bodies, really. The team looked faster. They they had smooth transitions. They were carrying the puck well. The defenders were in position, and... You know, other than the one goal uh, that Pavel Zaka did score for the Bruins, it did go off a no Hannafin stick, but we'll just 
we can forgive him because he went on to score for the Flames later, right? Okay. I loved what we saw. I thought that the communication was excellent. I thought that everyone looked highly engaged. And it reminded me, dare I say, of the team from two years ago when they constantly played games at such a higher level of intensity and skill. Not saying that that's, this is going to be the rest of the season, but it was very refreshing to see. And, you know, of course, Martin Pospisil gets called after, you know, it was not a good hit, I guess, technically, on Brad Marchand. You're not really supposed to punch people in the back of the head and then throw them down on the ice. Like, you would think a kid with as many concussions as he's had, he'd be a little more careful, but he did get five minutes and then a game misconduct, so he, I mean, his behavior was rewarded with a contract extension, so I'm just kidding. That's not how any of this works. I am glad to see that, you know, this team, out outside of that incident, the team played a very good physical game, especially Jonathan Huberdeau. Before the All-Star break, we had seen him get more involved with completing body checks and getting involved in the scrums a little bit. Now you'll see him like stiff arm a guy when they start going after each other. It's, I, I don't know where the old Huberdeau went. I don't think any of us do, but I like what we're seeing this way. I think last night was his best performance. Um, He had a goal and two assists. I wish I could recreate the noise that left my mouth when he scored because I was in pure disbelief. It was clean. It was just wonderful. It was delightful. There aren't enough great adjectives out there to describe what we saw. And then you have Noah Hanfin scoring again on the power play. That was fantastic for all 82 scouts in attendance. I certainly hope that Craig Conroy was up getting a snack and did not see that because we do not need to offer Noah Hanfin a contract extension. I I think we've all kind of Agreed upon that. He's, he wants to go back to the state. He wanted to go back to the States initially, and you don't just change your mind on that. So, you know, might as well just pull the trigger there. But it was also a really great night for Nazem Kadri. He had another multi-point night as well with three assists. And what more could you have asked for? A shout-out. Sure. Martin Pospisil not being a a dummy. Sure. But it looked so good. It had Bruins fans booing their 39-9 team off of home ice. That is... Congratulations. Congratulations, Flames. You did it. Also, congratulations to Kevin Rooney and Jacob Pelletier for returning to the lineup and making impactful plays. 
I liked what we saw from both of them. I think that Kevin Rooney is, you know, getting – he has more NHL experience, of course. So the transition is a little smoother for him. It will be. But it's going to be so exciting to watch Pelletier get readjusted and get comfortable, settled in. Because the speed that little body has just stored up in it is something that this team has needed for years. So it's just fun to watch. And I think that's the biggest thing here. Because your team can be a a not-so-good team. A, a mediocre, middle tier, whatever you want to call it, team, and, and still be fun to watch. I mean, it's not like they're conceding nine, ten goals, <laughs> or you know, five, six goals a night. Like they're still going out there and putting on a show, and I'm excited. I am so excited for what not only the rest of this road trip looks like. But for the rest of the season, I am not going to get my hopes up and say that this team could make the playoffs after one performance because I don't think that's the case, especially if they lose Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin. But I digress. You exposed the Bruins. You had them booed off of home ice. I'm telling you right now, that fan base would not last like three weeks. And the pits... And the depth, the trenches that Flames fans deal with, they couldn't do it. What would they, what would have happened if the Bruins went on like a four, six game, four to six game losing streak? Flames fans survived. Y'all pulled up your pants and said, okay, let's go, let's go try to win a hockey game. There was some booing. But to be fair, the Flames haven't won 30 hockey games. And coming up next, we are going to talk about tomorrow's game in New Jersey and who my players to watch are because I am so excited for an Igor, a Igor Sharangovich revenge game. And before we do that, we are going to take a quick break here and I am going to tell you all about. Indeed. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine constantly learns from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. You can follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. I will be in attendance on Saturday on Long Island 
Nick will be in New Jersey tomorrow night. And we are watching the Flames in person. Boots on the ground. It's going to be a fun time. And we're going to give you your players to watch. Nick will have your game preview tomorrow. And my goodness, hopefully nothing happens in between now and Saturday when we are unable to record a podcast. But let's let's talk about our players to watch, shall we? Tomorrow night, Igor Sharangovich makes his return to the Prudential Center. And I'm excited for that simply because I am a big fan of anyone that does something out of spite. <laughs> and I think Igor's season has been a nice little what's reminder, I guess would be the right word to the devils that you can have one bad season and bounce back. You know, uh, last season, Sharon Govich had a lot of life changes. And I think that really impacted his play as well as I believe he was injured or a minor injury or he was sick. So he missed a little bit of time, but last season he put up 30 points this season. He has already put up 35. He already, you know, obviously broke last season's record. Um, and that, not record, but last season's high. And I hope that he keeps going because he still isn't at the goal total yet that he was last season, but he is playing so well. And he has uh, shifted to center for now, which is going to be, I think, an adjustment for anyone, especially because with center, you do have to play a little bit more defensively. And I don't think he has that skill set, uh, a refined defensive skill set, I should say. But I like what we've been seeing from him this season. I hope that that top line with Huberto, Sharon Govich, and Kuzmenko get something going there. I mean, they did in one game, so let's keep it going. <laughs> Speaking of Jonathan Huberto, he is my second player to watch. He has 13 points in 13 games. And I understand. I know while he's a $10.5 million player, Jess, I sure hope he'd. I don't care. It is just nice to see him settled in and doing the work. Because that the monkey is off his back. You could see it very clearly earlier this season. Especially when he got benched that entire third period I believe it was against Nashville. That was a game changer for him. And I think a wake-up call to a lot of other players in the organization because they were starting to see less and less ice time. Uh, AJ Greer was one of those players and some other players on that fourth line, they would get they would get dinged. And it's good to see that Huberto has found his stride again. And I hope that he keeps this up. I'm not saying a point-per-game sort of pace here, but just consistently scoring, no more streakiness, no more going in almost an entire month without a point. 
so we can um, finish the season on a, on a higher note. And plus, when as soon as he does something good, uh, like score a goal, it's like electricity on the ice. Like everybody is so excited, so happy. And I saw a tweet that was like, every time Huberto scores, the Flame Stanley Cup parade is back on. And yeah, it's kind of sad that that's how excited we get when he does score. But at the same time, he's needed every goal so bad. So we'll take it. And my third player to watch is, of course, the other half of the French connection, and that would be the one, the only, Jacob Pelletier. This kid looked like he did not miss a single beat. He looks like he has been playing every game this season and didn't miss four months of hockey. I can't get over it. Last night against the Bruins, he looked comfortable. He looked confident. He definitely wasn't throwing his body around, which I mean, I I don't, I don't blame him. Number one, he's small and the Bruins are, you know, a little bit bigger, but you also, you're coming back from surgery. You don't want to re-injure it. And he talked about taking hits in practice and, um, and we've talked about it on the show. You're never going to replicate the same energy and momentum in a hit that in practice that you do in a game. So obviously you're going to have to keep watching him there. That's fine. I mean, one game back after missing four months and he looked good. He looked comfortable and confident. And I just, and I'm looking forward to him settling into the lineup. I think it's going to be great. I'm not going to put money on him scoring a goal, but if he does, I hope it's when I'm in attendance on Saturday so I can just be a proud parent in the stands. The kid's like three years younger than me. I'm really not. Like, I think everyone just kind of has like that one player that they like latch on to that they hope succeeds uh, when, you know, from prospect to NHL. So uh, Jacob Pelletier is mine. And I think that he is going to fit in very well with the rest of this group like he already has. Vibes per 60 already off the charts. And we only hope that we can keep things going. I am also thinking about the like what Daryl Sutter's reaction would would be to all of this. Would he be playing GM so Lindholm wouldn't get traded? Would he, do you think I, I don't know. That's that's a fun rabbit hole to go down, I guess, if you if you want to and and kind of potentially depress yourself, but do that at your own risk. However, you should make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. We are here for you five days a week, Monday through Friday, your team every day here at Locked on Flames. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. Uh, follow me on social media at Jess Belmosto. 
stay safe, stay warm, stay dry, stay hydrated, uh, put on some chapstick, and I will see you all on Friday since Nick is here tomorrow. Bye-bye.